Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 12th of February, and my name is Helen Freer. I'll be talking about the latest market news with Roman Canciani this morning, and then I'll be speaking to Menzo Pochinzi, our head of technical analysis, and getting his thoughts on the all-time highs we've been seeing in US equities, as well as the latest moves in precious metals. But first up is Roman. Good morning, Roman. Good morning, Helen. Can we start then, Roman, by putting last week into perspective? I mean, when I look at market action, the most significant thing seems to be that markets keep pushing higher despite yields rising again. And that's kind of surprising given the equity market's obsession over the last few months with the moves in the rates market, no? Yeah, yes, indeed, Helen. That's really a bit confusing for many. There are many in the market who would welcome some sort of a consolidation in equity markets, but it just doesn't seem to materialize for now. In that respect, it comes as a no surprise that one of the most discussed news on Friday was the Bank of America's bull and bear indicator, which is known for its predicting power of future market action, uh, that is now very close to flashing a contrarian signal to sell equities. So why do you think that markets keep moving higher then, almost every day? Well, reading through all the research and market comments, there are different drivers at work. Uh, When you look at the equity markets, our own equity strategists note that the longer the earnings season goes on in the US, the better it gets. There are a lot of companies reporting not only better than expected earnings, but also giving a better than expected guidance for the coming month. So case in point is uh, a survey released on Friday, which shows that U.S. CEOs have become more optimistic on the business as of late. And over one third of them, that's a really high number, now expect uh, the environment to improve for them over the coming six months. Only three months ago, the very same survey said that uh, CEO confidence overall expects conditions to seriously worsen. So Corporate sentiment has really improved, and that's also reflected in share prices. Okay. um, What about in fixed income? What's the latest there? Yes, uh, in fixed income, we really had an interesting development last week. Uh, On the one hand, the majority of Federal Reserve speakers on tape echoed their chair, Chairman Powell's comments that the central bank needs more data confidence with regard to inflation falling further before starting to cut rates. On the other hand, we had several auctions of US Treasury debt last week, and any single of them was a big success, which is kind of counterintuitive if one thinks uh, the market really expects yields to increase further over the coming months. So, in essence, yes, uh, a March cut in interest rates in the US is off the table for now, and the number of expected rate cuts this year has also come down. But while all of this keeps yields high, the optimism of market participants that the Federal Reserve will actually start lowering rates soon is unbroken. And this, together with the overall positive surprises with regard to economic growth in the US, it is obviously good news for equities too. All right. And anything in particular from equity markets on Friday to report? And where do we stand this morning? Well, most of Europe struggled on Friday, but large caps overall managed to just close about break even, the Eurostox 50 managed to close higher for the third consecutive week. In the US, the S&P 500 index closed 0.6% higher, closing for the very first time above the 5,000 point level. Uh, with that, both the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq locked in their fifth weekly gain in a row on Friday. 
Well, it was the big mega caps pushing the overall market higher. Some stocks there did not fare that well. Among them, Expedia, which lost 18% of the bookings disappointed, and the company named a new CEO. And also, social media company Pinterest was down almost 10% after delivering weaker than expected earnings. And what about in crypto? What were the latest developments there? Uh, yes, uh, crypto-related stocks were also materially higher on Friday, as Bitcoin seemingly has overcome its blues after the ETF approval in January, which had sent its price down towards US dollars at one stage. The largest digital token has been rallying hard since, and this morning Bitcoin trades above US dollars, not far away from this year's high around US dollars. And uh, on the fixed income side of things, US 10-year treasury yields rose about two basis points on Friday and are now just below the 420 level, near the top of this uh, 390 to 420 uh, range, which many see as the current uh, well, trading range. What about in Asia overnight? Anything to report there? Most of Asia is shut this morning, uh, so no trading in Japan, China, Hong Kong, Singapore, Taiwan, South Korea, Malaysia and Vietnam. In the absence of those leading markets, Australia, New Zealand, India and the Philippines are all a little bit lower this morning. And just finally then, what do you think will shape the market action this week? I mean, aside from the earnings season that's still ongoing, obviously. Well, yes, uh, today we'll have the New York Fed inflation expectations uh, for the coming year out at 5 p.m. our time. But uh, the real bumper is tomorrow uh, with US inflation figures for January due to be released uh, and the overall year-on-year rate is expected to fall below 3% for the very first time since March 2021. Otherwise, in Germany, we'll have the ZEW survey results uh, out tomorrow too. Uh, And I think that that those two numbers will have most of the market attention over the coming two days. And uh, just before I close, a quick look at the stock market futures board shows that there might be some profit taking ahead in early trading in the US this afternoon. That's it from me. Great. Thanks a lot, Roman. A very nice roundup to start the week. Thank you very much, Helen. Now, Menzo, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Helen. So US equities keep rising to new all-time highs. Would you say investors are feeling euphoric? Intuitively, I would say so, yes. Intuitively, I would say um, the S&P is at all-time high, the Nasdaq 100 is at all-time high. Intuitively, I would say, yes, uh, investors are quite euphoric. Nevertheless, uh, when we look at some of our new sentiment data, I have some doubt there. So... Uh, we look here at exchange-traded funds, and uh, when we look there, uh, we have some doubts that investors are truly euphoric. What is the signal then for U.S. stocks and especially growth stocks? Yes, so uh, what we did is uh, we looked at uh, the top three uh, ETFs, leveraged ETFs in the U.S. market, and those are all growth-related ETFs, so it's the NASDAQ 100 in one way or the other, and semiconductors. And the interesting uh, feature here of all these three, so these are the top three by market cap, is that uh, since the lows in October of 2022, basically investors have been reducing their holdings in these most uh, leveraged uh, and bullish uh, ETFs, which indicates that uh, basically they have been scaling back. Of course, uh, one could interpret this one way or the other. Nevertheless, if we let the 
let the numbers speak, then we can see that, for example, for the NASDAQ 100, the NASDAQ 100 rose on average by 18% on an analyzed basis when uh, the NASDAQ itself was in an uptrend and investors were reducing their leveraged bets. So this means it reminds us a bit of uh, the saying that we used to say, or we said uh, many times, uh, that the market basically climbs the wall of worry. Okay. Uh, what are the implications of this then? Well, the implications are, um, are basically that the, the status of the market, of the US equity market, remains unchanged. It is climbing the wall of worry. So you have a solid uptrend in equity market prices and investor sentiment looking at the flows is not really euphoric. And uh, this you can see as well in the price action. So how come the S&P and the NASDAQ are up five consecutive weeks? How come they're up, uh, the S&P is up more than 5% year to date? Yes, the reason for this is that the investors coming into this year have been way too bearish. Now, unlike equities, precious metals have been lagging. Any signals there? Yes, so in precious metals, basically, the picture is completely different. So precious metals basically require inflows to see prices rise. And so when you look here at all known ETF holdings of gold and silver, then basically we are seeing that we are here at multi-year lows. So this means that even as prices are declining, there is uh, less and less demand for those two precious metals. So this indicates to us that there is further downside potential, and basically silver is in a clear downtrend, uh, gold is uh, moving uh, slightly sideways, but we think more, uh, both of them have further downside potential, so both of them are down year to date, and both of them continue strongly to underperform the S&P 500. So, uh, precious metals, especially gold and silver, are not the place to be. Okay, very good. Thanks very much, Menzo. Good to get your latest thoughts this morning. Thank you, Helen. So that is all for today. Thanks again to today's guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back and talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.